And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. And we continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope. And we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX-11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX-10 now on sale and get RX-11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Justin, how's it going? <laughs> uh, it's decent. That's a loaded question, you know? Especially in this world. <laughs> Where are you? I'm in Chicago. <clears throat> um... I like Chicago aside from the weather, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, what, is it zero today? No, it's like anything below 65 is fucked for me. I, I mean, I'm from Southern California, so yeah, um, that's why we pay the big bucks to live there. But um, <clears throat> no, it's like 30 or 20 or something. It's cold for me. Yeah, that's cold. Well, I'm on my way there, but I won't be there for a couple of weeks. You're on tour. I'm on tour, yeah. Who are you on tour um, with? With Def Club. We have like this weird Midwest jaunt happening right now. Yeah. Well, I'm just starting a tour myself on the West Coast, and it's we did it. We pulled the scheduling off because we're <laughs> diligent and brave. I, I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, it's good. <clears throat> yeah. I'm proud of us. I can't say it enough. <laughs> we pulled it off. This could have been us on um, – a zoom call on phones and moving vehicles, but we're yeah. actually stationary. That's rad. Um, how long is this tour? So that's, I struggle with that because I, I, it's only six shows. So it, I, I'm like, I've heard that if it's under seven or if it's more than three or what it's, I don't know if it's a tour. So I just called a jaunt and that makes sense. Okay. Uh, I'm just like a right. little, little thing. Yeah. You're free to call it whatever you want, whatever makes you, <laughs> feel better i guess yeah, um, yeah but you are from southern california san diego right very much yep is that where you grew up since i was 12 I, i've okay. lived there yeah and i think i've definitely got like the san diego thing in my dna um even though i wasn't born there it's uh you know just like the weirdo shit that everybody has down there um yeah yeah <laughs> I know that stuff very well after yeah. being in Blackheart for seven years. I know, I know. And I mean, it, Blackheart is like a paths. Blackheart is like such a good example of San Diego. I mean, I think like Blackheart, Jehu, um, I'm broken, yeah. and, I may, and I would like to throw the locust in there. But yeah, like just a bunch of like weird things oh, yeah. that that are like so strange for music have happened. Um, yeah. It is. It's it's a really weird place. And <laughs> uh, not that I didn't like it, but for some reason or another, when I was in Blackheart, I lived in L.A. most of the time. Yeah. Or half the time. And I just never moved down there. I have no idea why. 
I would go down there every week or make a record and spend months down there, but I never lived there, but I know it well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't like it. And also there's like this like sort of LA San Diego rivalry, which is weird, but I mean, I don't like, I don't hate LA. I just prefer San Diego. It's a little slower and a little bit easier to navigate. And, um, it is yeah. what it is. You know, I mean, everywhere has got its pros and cons. Um, I suppose. Sure. So uh, you were there. T- you've been there since you were twelve. Um, you have an uh, what I consider an extraordinary rock and roll bio, punk rock bio, uh, with the of course the Locust, Dead Cross, and Def Club, and this newest effort, Planet B. Yeah. Um, how'd you get the bug to <laughs> perform music like this? Was it? Were, were you just going to shows? Do you have formal? music training i have zero music training i i think i took like two lessons and and i went to this guitar teacher and he taught me how to play i could he taught me like a dead kennedy song or something and then and i was like that's just weird that he just only teaches me how to play songs like i didn't learn like anything um except like he showed me how to how it's played that was when i played guitar then i then i went switched to bass and i remember taking this this lesson from this guy and he was like such a dick to me about playing with a pick. And I, and I was like, ah, I want to play with a pick. Cause like Sid vicious or whoever, you know, that when I was, when I was a little kid, I was like, they play with picks. And he was like, that's wrong. <laughs> and so I, my first band, I played with my fingers on bass and was really weird. And I regret it at this point. Cause I needed to, I needed a pick. Um, I just didn't know. Um, right. So yeah, I just kind of got like turned off to like, teaching someone teaching me stuff and so then i just farted around with with my friends and and then and then i i learned things the way i learned them i don't know if it's right or wrong but i learned them one way just by doing stuff but the bug happened like not musically so to say more of like an aesthetic and and, and like a i guess like a i would like to say cultural thing like you know skateboarding in the 80s like total you know, like gateway drug for, uh, for like punk. And so like, I, that's how I got into that. And then, and then I just lucked out like by meeting all the right people, like c- kind of impressively, <laughs> I, 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 you know, hanging right. out with like the cramps and shit when you're 12 is, is a, is a rare, a rare one. So, Whoa. Um, yes, yeah. it is, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just dawned on me that I don't put the cultural thing I don't consider it as much as it it actually is important to my involvement in music. And it's exactly that Thrasher magazine record reviews. Totally. That's how I got into music. It was a, it was a intertwined culture. I guess it still is. Well, well, I mean, obviously with the internet, things have changed, but for me as a kid, I remember even before like Thrasher and stuff, I remember like, seeing that movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off and I was obsessed with um, the music in the film Sig, Sig Sputnik uh, most importantly I was I was just like what All right. is what is this music this is incredible and then and then obviously skateboarding but it was like these little these little like nuggets like I remember going to the skate competition and seeing Lance Mountain with a I think it was Lance Mountain with a Sam Hain sticker on his on his helmet and I was like that mm-hmm. looks cool. Like, what is Sam Hain? Yeah. You know, and then and then I saw yeah. Thrasher, and I was like, "Oh, I'm done." Like, here we go. So, yeah. yeah. Did you just go to shows all the time down there in San Diego? Uh, Paul Jenkins and and Toby would both tell me about the outrageously awesome shows that were happening all the time in San Diego. In well, there were like bizarre ass shows happening. Like one, one of my earlier shows pl- playing a show in, in my first band struggle when I was, I think I was like, I was 16. We played at this mm-hmm. um, camp site. It was called camp Land by the Bay. And we played with this band called daddy long legs, who I think was, um, oh, I don't, I forgot his name, the singer for um, Fishbones brothers band. And they were like funk. They're like funky. And then, yeah, yeah. and then like my band was like metal, like, hardcore metal or whatever and then and then jello biafra spoke and it was like just a hodgepodge of it's just like a hodgepodge of shit you know like my mom was there um so like (laughs) that is um weird but we san diego was interesting in the late 80s and early 90s because of um because of tijuana and specifically um this place called iguanas that had like every rad show right and so if you were fucked up enough to sneak out and go down to tj and you know and see like 
I mean, I saw so much crazy ass shit down there. Um, the, it like changed everything. Like, like being 13 and 14 and sneaking out and going into Mexico to see, you know, crazy Susan, the Banshees. Well, I, I saw it was the creatures or PIL or, um, bad brains, like just whatever. I would just go see whatever that was happening there. And it was, um, musically it was awesome but also just like doing this crazy thing going to a place where it is essentially uh, a lot more lawless than in um san diego in the in the 80s and 90s so it was it was fucking weird um i'm glad i got to do it <laughs> yeah but it was man. funny that you mentioned toby because like you know him and i went to high school together and there was such a hodgepodge of shit that we were into at, at, at that age, you know, still, still in high school, um, playing in a, in a, in a band. So weird. And, and Toby <laughs> played and, and struggled not from the beginning or not from the beginning. Yeah. Played, yeah. A little bit later. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I think he's embarrassed of it, but, um, and I can see why, cause he's, he's trained, you know, musically and he's a yeah. little bit more, um, he, he does like a little bit more mature music, I, I suppose, than what I do. So, so <laughs> sure. like, um, <laughs> I can see why he could be kind of like that shit sucked or I, I don't want to talk about it, but I'm, I'm like, yeah, I was fucking 16 and I, and like did something that was fun, uh, you know, yeah. or interesting. Yeah. We love stroke. I was in a hardcore band and I think it was sort of, it was like the, the gift for joining the band was to get the struggle seven inch. Because I remember everyone was familiar with it was this band Positive Greed in Seattle. Oh my God! I we played with you guys. Yeah, we played with you. I love I loved your. Yeah, it was. I okay before me. Or, oh wait, you weren't in the band. No, not yet. Yeah, and oh, okay. they were always talking about it. Like right when I joined the band, I was like, struggle. Okay, and then one day Greg was like, here is your inaugural struggle seven inch um i love that band we played with you guys uh with that band uh on our first tour um uh, first time ever playing up there it was so i was so psyched on that such a great band it was fun band and seattle is like a special place for most of my bands um you know because we had like a tie with undertow and then and then and then sure. i eventually playing like the velvet elvis and then moving on to like the locust and murder city devils and stuff like that it's always just been really like a a, a you know a sister city i guess uh for, for us so yeah yeah I, it feels that way to me um in a lot of ways actually um but we're also here to talk about your new record planet the new planet b record Fiction Prediction, out on 31G. This is your second record. I didn't hear your first record until two days ago. <laughs> but uh, I would describe this new one as a pretty uh, aggressive, dancey mix of hardcore, for sure, industrial music, hip-hop, all with kind of a, a sheen of horror or sci-fi. Um, cool. You nailed it. I often listen to records with my child, who's nine, and... Uh, he was taken aback at first, and then he asked me to play it again, like a little bit later. So I, I like that litmus test right there—the nine-year-old litmus test. You know what? I, it sounds weird to say it, but I think it's really important for younger people, especially like around that age, to see if it does something, you know, for them. Yeah. I, I mean, it's—I guess it's just like when I heard Sig Sig Sputnik on on the soundtrack to Ferris sure. Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. I, and also the sci-fi thing's obvious, like what kid doesn't like sci-fi unless you're i don't want to talk shit about kids but you know you know you better like sci-fi <laughs> um me and my son both love the record so anyways uh, it's a great record it's actually really fun to dance to um i want to hear a little bit about sort of the inspiration kernel of inspiration behind this second record but you've had such a great cast of collaborators with the with the history of this band give me a little quick bio of planet b yeah it, i mean it started oddly because um initially it was um we were working on a on a, a film score um me and luke henshaw and gabe serbian were working on a film score for this movie incompressa and then um and then there was like these songs that gabe and i wrote and luke recorded it that were like these kind of punky like thrashy songs for the film and then and then we kind of decided to make a like make a make a make it a band i guess but we didn't play live for a while we just did these like we, we put our first two shows actually were at a public library and it was um in 
In wow. re- one of them was in relation to the screening of that film. And then the other one was in relation to this like noise thing. And both of them were terrible because a band that has NPCs as its primary instrument and needs a good PA <laughs> playing in a library is, is not a, not a good idea. Um, so I was very hesitant to play live for a while, but, but, um, but yeah, it was mainly Luke and I, and cause Gabe kind of was like in and out of, of working on the project. And then eventually he, he just, um, he stopped, but he's, he plays a very important part in the band. Um, he's actually featured on the, the new record too. Um, and he has since passed away, but, um, we started just like as a weird thing. Um, I don't even know, like, cause we did like these DJ nights and shit where we would just play music. And then we did a pot, we do a podcast called cult and culture. So it wasn't just like a band. It was this other thing like a, and so, um, and then, and then eventually we became a band. Um, I think mainly when we started, when we did a track with cool Keith, I was like, Oh, we're, we should probably like be a real band. And, and, um, yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah and so so that kind of projected us into this thing um the the thing that's been odd is like no one likes the band uh industry wise everyone's like i don't know what that is that's just weird and um mm-hmm. and and so it's been it's been an uphill battle but i'm very used to that um uh the locust had a 20-year uphill battle and uh, i'm like all right here we go again <clears throat> and so like maybe in 20 uh 40 something people will like planet B. <laughs> uh, but that's fine. Um, yeah. as long as your kid likes it now, then I'm, I'm psyched. Yeah, uh, you're I, set. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so you put out this first, when did you put out the first record? Two years ago? Yeah, it was, it was, um, because I remember like, you know, it had some, it had Martin Atkins on it and, and it had like and Nick Center yeah. and had some like heavy hitters. So I was like, Oh, we should, you know, we should probably get like a, a label to put this out. And no one was interested, but I was in dead cross at the time and I was on tour and, and, and Mike Patton obviously likes weird ass shit. And so he was like, Oh, let me just put it out. And I was like, Oh, that's, that sounds rad. And so we did a, a co-release with three G and Ipecac and then, um, it didn't do well. Um, but also like, I think we, you know, we never really toured. So, so that was, um, that's part of the problem why it didn't do too well. And then we just, uh, dove into working on another record and during the pandemic, obviously it like slowed things down or, or, or something. So, so, um, it's been a weird mix of stuff, but in between the two records, we did a split collaboration with adult who I absolutely love. And I think they're one of the best electronic bands. Like that's a band that I, just cannot i just cannot say how much i absolutely love them personally and musically so we did like a collaboration uh ep with them and our single with them and then um that just pushed us into finishing this new record and stuff so yeah your song titles are great (laughs) they they're all make me kind of laugh i gotta say um (laughs) just by looking at the list of them but it kind of got me thinking, you know, kind of about, I have to be honest, I didn't make out tons of your lyrics and I didn't see a lyric sheet. But I, I you have such, I would say historically for me at least, you have a skill of putting words and voice on a song that is so hooky and just so well delivered. It doesn't matter if there's a message or any sort of necessary lyrical content but you know and that's i was kind of revisiting that sort of idea uh as i was listening to this new record but then i was like "Eh, maybe i could be missing something so is there is there any sort of message not that it's necessary at all is there any sort of message coming from this record or your words on this newest record yeah the it's um the the like the humor aspect is something that i um fully embraced with the locust like when we were writing lyrics we were all kind of trying to like because we all sang each other's lyrics in the locust so i and we were all just into making jokes and shit and so we were very politically minded and socially conscious but we also really liked humor so we did this like mix of stuff and it usually translated into like strange metaphors that only we understood but um sure but it's a thing for people to get on their own, like you can read it and, or the listener can read it and, and get what they want from it. And that's great. Um, but, um, there's, I mean, specifically to like the, the planet B album, it's like, it's, it was written during the pandemic for the most part. It was just such a fucking grim time and such a strange, um, 
point in history that like un- like uncertainty for music for like human extinction yeah, i don't know like whatever yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. all this all this stuff so so it, i mean it's it seems like to me it seems like lyrically pretty negative and you know a lot of it was written like during like um uh like george the george Floyd protest and so there's a lot of issues with race and injustice and oppression and that's all not new topics but it you know so it's uh, if there's a if there's a persisting issue um just i think it's cool to find another way to say it or to to address it than like the police system is a systemic racist uh, entity, you know, that only uh, helps uh, the wealthy uh, white percentage of the population. You know, you could say that in a million different ways. So that's my my, my yeah. point is like, let's find a, an interesting way to say this. And also like, right. um, maybe like when you read a lyric and you're like, or hear a title and you're like, that's funny and weird uh and that might be the little nugget to get you to go like i gotta figure out what this fucker is even talking about um right and then that's then my job is is done well i suppose um yeah um but yeah there's a lot of there's it's in, it's a there's a lot i mean but it's again it's just like very it's got this like i just feel like we're on the brink of the apocalypse so so it's just all like oh here we go we're fucked um but i don't want to be negative all the time so i i struggle with trying to be to say something positive um right yeah, yeah well it, it, it doesn't feel you know like just a, a general sort of there's nothing that feels dark about this record i i, I can't come up with a better word than it's a fun record to listen to and it's um fun song titles to read uh <laughs> i mean i mean it is like it's dance music because of because of like uh well luke henshaw comes from the hip-hop world so i think he yeah. uh he is very and and also there's multiple drummers you know on on uh, on the songs and so there's it's very beat orientated and so yeah um i think <clears throat> the, the dance aspect is there it's got this fun element it's not it's not yeah. grindcore or or it's not sad like i like something like i mean i don't mean this in a negative way i love i love blackheart but blackheart was very like somber and and exactly. you know emotional yeah. and this is like fun and like we're gonna fuck around and have this like kumbia be and and then i'm gonna say something uh uh important i think important and and uh maybe um fuck maybe it's like pessimistic or, or borderline nihilistic or something but i'm gonna say it sure. fun e and then and then it, and then it makes it fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right yeah so. that's it that's it that's the recipe yeah <laughs> um well i want to play dick on the dance floor which is a great song title <laughs> and a great video too um is that cool yeah that's that's All fantastic right. <laughs> here we go
That's so good, man. It's so good. It's so fun. Thank you. you know, this is a little insider baseball, but um, just listening <laughs> to that song without putting it under any sort of audio microscope, I, it just sounds like electronic drums, which I think maybe it is or maybe it isn't. But there's a tinge of acoustic drums at that very end. It's like a cymbal oh, yeah. ring out or something. Yeah. It's, I don't know. There's, I'm, in, I'm a drummer, so there's just something well, like oh, delightful about the- that. I appreciate you even acknowledging that because the way that <clears throat> the way that Luke works is insane because he'll have our two drummers come and just play. He'll just be like, set up, play to this BPM and do whatever the fuck you want. And then he'll be like, all right, now play to this BPM and do whatever you want. And then Luke will just cut it up and make yeah. these like insane beats and then layer multiple drummers. And then and then he'll bring in MPC and they'll be like the third drummer essentially of sounds. Sure. So there's a lot of like yeah. the electronic el- element added to it, you know. Um, I love it. I love recording like that. Yeah. It, well, it's easy. It's easy for the songwriting because it's just one person essentially constructing it. I mean, easy for not easy for Luke, I guess, but like for the drummers, they just come and play. And then uh, a month later, there's like, oh, here's the song. <laughs> you know, this is yeah, yeah, not essentially what you played. But but uh, but it, I just want to give a shout out to Luke because that guy's fucking crazy. He'll he'll hear this like little tiny just like a little fill, like not even a, just this little thing. And he'll be like, and he'll be like, Oh, that. And then he'll put it, I don't know. Like he'll, he's just like a, he's a surgeon basically. And and if you looked yeah. at his, at his computer, when he's editing, there's just like, like all these lines, just tons of lines of edits. And I'm like, this is fucked, man. Like you, you're, your brain is so insane. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's amazing um, when some, when a producer or whatever you want to call them can hear stuff like that. They can, put audio material in their brain and kind of pay it forward in a sense where, like you were saying like he hears a little sound i've i've heard producers do it with like reverbs before just like oh the reverb from that drum kit is rad so i'm gonna i'm gonna put a little bit you know under the yeah. mix or something yeah and it's always like oh my god the glue you know and, and also like well a lot of a lot of producers will need um a good studio and good mics and and uh you know nice heads and all these things and i and i and i and i get that but luke's like takes the junk he'll sample like the fucking bargain bin lps at the swap meet and like grab a little a little thing you know or <clears throat> when we first met he was telling me about how he would like have all these rca cables and you would stick thumbtacks in them so it would like kind of glitch out the 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 signal and you would get like dirty You'd get like dirty sounds and 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 um. Whoa, that's great. The signal was fucked. Yeah, and 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 then people would trip out like, where do you get those sounds? What is that? You know, and he would just make make up fake shit or whatever. But it really is like cool. And I and and that's one reason why I connected with him. I was like, whoa, dude, you create all this stuff from from nothing, like from junk, you know. And it, yeah, it's incredible. It's very incredible. So and you um. Where do you record mostly? I guess you could do it in the box wherever or, or not, not with the drummers, obviously, but yeah, well, most of it happens at Luke's studio in San Diego and it's, it, it's, it is, um, it's just this like kind of hodgepodge of stuff. And, and, and again, like, uh, cause I've worked with like Alex Newport and Ross Robinson, all these like great producers that are really kind of hyper-focused on, on good quality. And I, and I love that and I respect that. And then Luke is like the complete opposite. He couldn't give a fuck about the quality because he'll make it some unique thing because it's not like a yeah. band band. It's uh, he's, he's really looking for sounds more than like, um, a good, a, like a, I use the air quotes, like a good sounding drum is one sure. thing, but like a, a, a weird thing. Cause people want, I mean, I've, I've recorded albums like, I mean, I recorded this Some Girls LP with with where he where the Alex uh, Newport recorded the the drums, and then he fucking threw distortion on everything, you know, to make it yeah, sound nasty because yeah. we were in a really good studio, which is like insane shit too. And I love that as well. But like, um, anyhow, it's just the way that people's brains work and the things that they capture and the aesthetic they're going for is very important and very relevant. And and across the board, I I think it's great. And and like and again, like I mean, I don't want to keep bringing up like blackheart necessarily or but like paul jenkins kind of seems like i feel um like he might have been cut from a very similar cloth that that i have been and so like i'll hear 
you know, Blackheart or Three Mile Pilot stuff where it's like, oh, you just put in like vinyl, dirty vinyl sound uh, on sure. your on your yeah. recording just to make yeah. it sound more moody. And, and and normal people don't do that. And I, and that's what I love about that kind of shit. Like the weird yeah. stuff is really important. Yeah, the little stuff. I mean, if you can call it little, but yeah. And Paul definitely has an ear for that, like texture and like, what the fuck? Um, yeah he's he's great um and on this record i gotta shout out to my one of my favorite people david scott stone plays on a track oh i know yeah that was great too that's another like just like all the drummers on on the record like or whoever um you know dave was in san diego for something and we had him on our podcast um and it was such a fun episode and and um and I've worked with Dave. He was in the Locust for a little bit, and um, we, mm-hmm. we've always like kind of um, sort of um, orbited each other's worlds. And then, so he was just he brought some synth stuff down, some modular synth stuff, and like just jammed by himself. And Luke it recorded it watch all. Him do that. Oh, it's incredible. Um, and it's funny too to watch it because you would think it's not that interesting uh, to watch a person just plug in shit. But I was like, I this is fucking crazy. Um, he is also like really good at performing live modular synth stuff like he looks yeah. cool like he looks with the, like with the a, cables around his neck yeah 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 so like he just rad. god I, i'm like this is this is incredible but um yeah he just recorded a shitload of stuff and then luke fucking did his thing just like he does with the drums and then dave's on our song so um, yeah so great and and and, and also like um it, for those who don't know dave he's like really into astrology like he knows yeah. like when when you're like if you're hanging out at the smell and you're out in the alley and all of a sudden like I don't know whoever from Kui walks up he's like oh this is Matt Cronk he's a I don't know what Matt's uh, sign is but he's a Sagittarius or fucking whatever yeah. like he'll just be like oh so and so is this and then here's this so and so they're this and then he'll like introduce me oh this is JP he's a Leo his dog and he like knows my dog sign I'm like what I the know. fuck is going on dude it's um, crazy maybe I should get off my San Diego high horse because he has that same thing, you know, like, like he was an LCD sound system and then he was in Melvin's. It's like, what the actual fuck? Like no one yeah. does that. Like you, you can navigate <laughs> these two worlds, you know? And he's like, Oh, I love dance music. I love grindcore. I love whatever. And like, and then, mm-hmm. so whatever he does is going to be um, inherently odd uh, to that certain standard. Like when he does dance sure. music, it's kind of fucked up with, with some subconscious, you know, power violence thing attached to it right. i don't know yeah, it's, yeah. We- it's weird um it was great to see his name on the in the liner notes that's rad you know what it's 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 a privilege to have his name on the record uh i mean right. obviously it sounds too but like i i just yeah. feel like this is the shit you know yeah yeah again it's it's a killer record and um me and the kid are gonna listen to it some more which <laughs> while we were talking about drums and drum sounds i'm not trying to pitch my new band, which is with my kid, which is the most obnoxious thing any parent can oh. do. But we recorded a song that's drums and him screaming. I'm going to send it to you guys. I, w- I'm, I'm I so want psyched. you to hear it. All- the drums <laughs> yeah. sound fucking killer. That's so um, rad. Well, wait a minute. That, you're giving yourself too much credit. What about your kid, though? <laughs> it's the sound of the drums. Uh, the kid screams one line. Oh, my God, Jennifer. <laughs> over Jennifer? and over again. During the pandemic, everyone was on Zoom. It was some sort of internet meme. Everyone was on Zoom and no one knew how to use it. And um, Jennifer is in a meeting with about six other people. And she's new at Zoom. And in the middle of the meeting, she walks behind her, opens the bathroom door, and sits down to pee. But she's on video. (laughs) And so anyway, someone yells, oh, my God, Jennifer. And my kid really latched onto that. So that's that's so rad. Well, it's also crazy too, because that's like full genius shit right there. Because like that, that says a lot about humanity, technology, you know, our place on this planet right now. And like, if a kid can be like, that's hilarious, then that makes a lot of sense. Um, That's so cool. What a great, I cannot wait to hear it. Um, I can't wait for you (laughs) to win a Grammy with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tell me a little bit about it your other hustle well for one we've been in each other's orbit for so long now we're kind of brought together by the ruinous media podcasting network yeah um <laughs> which uh cult and culture is a part of um give me the lowdown on on your other hustles the label 
Uh, also, how does the Planet B record relate to the podcast, or does it at all? Um, it doesn't really relate necessarily. I mean, it was just Luke and I when we when like when we were doing Planet B stuff at the at the beginning, it was just kind of Luke and I. And even when Gabe was involved, he would just kind of track stuff and then cut out and not really be part of like the day to day. And so Luke and I were always just together working on shit. And I had already been doing this podcast by myself where I'd go on tour with like a field recorder and, and be like, um, like the earlier stuff was like, uh, I, I was with Ben Wyman from Dillinger escape plan. And I was like, Hey, um, just for like a few minutes, just tell me about, you know, cause everyone's talked to Ben Wyman about his guitar playing and stuff like that. So I was like, Hey, let's just yeah. talk about all the shit you've done to yourself. Like all the bones you broke in and stuff, just go through yeah. it like a list. And so like for 10 minutes, he just talks about all these injuries and I was like, that's cool. Great. We're done. And then, and then like, uh, I was at, I was with John waters and, and I was like, Hey, for like 10 minutes, just let's talk about like, you know, your, your technique and film and like what kind of, um, I mean, he kind of took it another direction, but my idea was to like, let's just talk about how you like bum a lot of people out and you push buttons and like do this, uh, sure. uh, like almost like, um, you know, like, I mean, he, it is very punk rock of, of like a punk, uh, uh, a filmmaker of making, you know? And I was like, let's just yeah. talk about that. And so it would just be like these random little pieces of stuff. And then, and then I had my last, the last one of those was with Luke. And I was like, um, I want you to be on this. Let's just talk about how you do the thing with the, the thumbtacks and the, and the, and the cables and like how you fuck mm-hmm. up all your sounds. And then after we were done, he's like, we should just do like real podcasts. And, um, and I was like, oh, okay. And so then we just started doing podcasts and, and um, you know, it started off kind of like very casual, like who who's local that we could get? Like who's this mm-hmm. person? And then and then we kind of our you know, our aspirations got a little bit bi- bigger and wider. And, and so it's just Luke and I picking people. And pr- primarily like a lot of the people do kind of um, – uh, orbit the band stuff, you know, and, 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 and if not, they're still like our friends that we would like to be, you know, that we can relate to in some way. Um, and, and again, for me and for, for, for Colton culture, I, I want to be able to one, like have the person be in town or we could go to them or whatever, but I want them to be like in person. And also I want, I want to know them <clears throat> to an extent or have a connection to them. So, so like, you know, when Dave Stone is on it or Martin Atkins or whoever, like people or Lucian Greaves, like people that we kind of like know and work with, that's rad. But then, then I had um, like a couple of the people from Napalm Death and I, I know Shane a little bit, but I, I didn't know Barney, but I, I'm like, I know Napalm Death and I want to do this podcast, you know? And so it made a lot of right. sense to, to me because I don't, I don't like want to necessarily make it interview like, and I also don't want to know, I don't want to have to go look. I want to just know about the person and be like, Oh, that person's sick. I, I know their shit. Like I want to just do sure. that and have a conversation because I, I, I think I'll go into it with like one question and then, and then an hour later I'll be like, well, that was fucking wild. I don't know. Right. There we yeah. Go, you know? Um, well, it, it shines it, through. It's a fucking great podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah, we love it. Um, thanks. You want to tell me one of these stories? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. So I was thinking about the violent ones, and then I and then I came up with this other one that wasn't so violent, and it's very funny. And I thought, oh, that'll be really, really kind of um, fun to tell. Um, also, like sort of because um, my my best um, my best friend Gabe Serbian passed away uh, not too long ago, and and it, and it's about Gabe. And so I thought, oh, that might be kind of fun and cool to talk about. Also, he's a He's a drummer like you, and I thought like that might be cool. But um, uh, this is I don't even remember what year it was, but I, him and I started this band called Retox. He was the original drummer, and and pretty like quick a, a, after we started the band, we went to the UK to do this tour with that band. Today is the day, and at the time yeah. we didn't know them at at all, uh, and I don't know how the tour even came about. But we we're like, yeah, cool, we'll fly there and do the tour with them, and um, it turned out to be a terrible tour. Um for us but um terrible in the and like in the successful monetary like attendance kind of but it was successful in the fact that we had fun and that's cool or whatever but um but we got there the day before today is the day and our the driver picked us up cool dude he's like this he kind of seemed like he should be like in motorhead or something he actually was in conflict um i think he was one of the drummers for conflict 
Wow. So yeah, so we were all like, "What the fuck?" He was the the later drummer, but he was he was awesome, and like we really got along with them. He was just he was just like a nasty dude, you know. Like he was just like mm-hmm. rough and kind of like he just was fucking cool, and so we all got along. And um, so we were with him, and he picked us up, and then the next day we had to go get we had to go back to the airport to get today is the day. So we go back to the airport and the you know the flights are delayed we pull up to some area and i I don't know we're just like we're just the the tourists you know and so the the driver pulls up and and we all kind of get out to go get coffee or something in the airport and um and we come back and i'm like oh fuck the cops are like at the van like the they're 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 all there's like a bunch of them they're all over the van and we're like oh fuck this is crazy and so we're kind of standing um across the the this main street and we're looking at them and they're like they're like, oh shit! They're arresting our driver. The, the you know the conflict guy. They're they're like arresting him, and so Gabe cuts out. He's like, oh fuck this! And I was like, well, someone needs to go over there and figure out what the hell's going on. So like, so I go over there and I'm, and I'm like, hey, uh, what's happening? Because uh, we're on tour and and you're taking our driver and like, what the fuck is going on? You know? And so um, I'm kind of I'm kind of tripping out and um, they're like, well he. He's got drugs. We found drugs in the van, so we're search. We're gonna search the van, and I'm like, all right, um, wow, you know. And I'm like, and like, we found weed. Like, who cares? And this is back when like weed is completely still illegal, but like, it's not like bad ish, you know. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. No, they're like, well, we found meth, and I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, that's that's something I wasn't expecting you to say, but all right. And they're like, we're arresting your the driver. And we're gonna search all of your shit, and I'm like, all right, like. I don't think I have a say in this, but yeah, go ahead. Like, I don't have any drugs. Like, fuck. And I hate cops. And so I was like, yeah, fuck you. Do whatever. And so they search everyone's shit. And of course, they find weed in Gabe's bag. And so they're like, whose bag is this? And I was like, it's not mine. And they're like, well, whose is it? And then they're like, I don't know how this works, but there's like closed caption, you know, uh, like what CCTV everywhere, you know, uh, all over. There's like, so they're like, this is your bag. We see you on this video that we have uh, access to. And I'm like, okay, that looks like me because Gabe and I both have like greasy hair and we both have leather jackets and I see why you think it's me, but that guy's a fucking foot smaller than me. And like, and I was like, I don't know, you guys are just lame thinking that we all look the same or whatever. So I was like, no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And then they're like, well, it's someone's bag. And I was like, man, Gabe's completely, he knows he's got weed. He's just, yeah. and he's not going to come back, you know? And so yeah. drags it out like a couple hours like it's it's fucked like they take the drum they take the driver away like he's gone and they're like we're waiting here until that other guy comes back we have there's two of you that look the fucking same on this video camera and you're where's the other one otherwise you're gonna get arrested i'm like man it's not my shit eventually gabe comes back and he's like ah fuck and so yeah they arrested him and took Gabe away, and we're like, dude. So they arrested our driver, they arrested Gabe, and they took him away. And then, and then today is the day shows up. And we're like, hey guys, uh, we're we're three of four of Retox, and uh, our drummer's gone, and the dri- the driver's gone, and like, what the fuck is going on? And so uh, the cops like, well, you got to get your vehicle out of here, and uh, go some and go to the police station, or I don't know, whatever. And we're like, all right. And he's like, well, who, who has a driver's license? And we're like, none of us have a UK driver's license. So he's like, well, what are you going to do? And we're like, I don't know. You took our driver. You tell me. So this, so he's all like, you know, he's all British. He's like, please, sir, get in the van right now. And I'll drive you to the, to blah, blah, you know, to the oh. fucking thing. So he gets in <laughs> like this, this scummy piece of shit van and like drives us all to the police station. <laughs> and like, he's very like, they were not friendly to us, but they were very proper, you know. And so he just yeah. pulls up and kind of like leaves us at the police station. And we were like there for another few hours just waiting for them to get processed. And we're like, you can't keep them. You're just, you know, you found the drugs and it was small amounts of the meth and small amounts of the weed. Just give us our people back. We have to go on tour. Yeah. But anyhow, like eventually they released both of them and, and, um, you know, like, what are they going to do to Gabe? I mean, he's an American. He's just going to bail. Like, he's not going to go to court. And so, yeah, so yeah. We, Gabe didn't give a fuck. The, the driver, I don't know what exactly happened to him, but it was so funny to, like, get everyone back and get in the van. And then, and then just the, like, sort of humility that, that uh, those guys felt. And we drove 
uh, I don't know, many hours so fucking fast. And we made it to our first show and played the show and did the tour. And it was a wildly unsuccessful tour uh, for us. Right. And for, I think probably today is the day, but um, we did it and it was fine. Um, but it was just really strange to be arrested in the UK. Um, and I, and I love Gabe so much for the fact that he was just like hiding in the airport for hours, that, trying to avoid is- getting arrested. <laughs> So funny seeing him like peeking up behind a trash can. I was like, I think I'll dude, I saw that shit happen. I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> like I could see him over there. And then one of the cops went to look for him, and I and I and I think it just like it pushed him out. You know, like he he came out yeah. of hiding, and I don't know. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a good way to start a tour. It was the worst, probably the worst tour I've ever done, and I've done a lot of really bad tours. It was the fucking yeah. worst. So uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, you made it out. Yeah. You got <laughs> yeah. a story. You got a story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good talking to you, man. Yeah, this was awesome. And I can't wait to hear your son's band. All right. I'll send it. Yeah. And I'm also just psyched on uh, your body of work and, and the lineage of, of the stuff that you've done. I think it's important and relevant. And um, yeah, I just want to say thanks to you as well. All right, man. Back at you 100%. And uh, uh, let's, let's, I hope to see you somewhere. Maybe we'll run into each other in the concert circuit or something. It's, it's bound to happen. We should just do a, a tour together somehow, or, or maybe a fest. Maybe we'll play a festival or something. Yeah, let's do it. Either way. Um, oh, but also, here's the uh, open uh, invitation. When you do, are you coming to San Diego? Can we just get you on my podcast and we'll just do, we'll just repeat all of what oh. we just talked about? I am. I'm coming to San Diego either at the end of February or March. Can, um, okay, I'll just we'll talk about that later. Okay, great. And then last thing is, are you as uh, Planet B playing any shows? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I would like to. We just got a new booking agent, mm-hmm. and um, of course he's struggling. Like, oh, your band's weird, and uh, you've not, you don't play shows usually, and I don't know how to like get you guys stuff so yeah we we do we have some stuff um later in a couple months but nothing nothing's nothing substantial just yet yeah all right well i hope i can see it somewhere i hope it's loud (laughs) i mean with two (laughs) drummers it's always going to be loud enough so yes yeah all right man take care and travel safe out there thank you you too i really appreciate you thank you so much of course thank you cool cool
to die or at least resign.